Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. You made me laugh right when I pushed <laughs> record. So. I know. I, uh, I'm i in that. It's that weird time of year where it's dark here. Like, you can't tell in this video, but it's very overcast. We've had a huge storm um, the last few days that's like, I don't know if you've seen the news, but like California is flooding right now. And that same storm like came over into Washington. And it doesn't usually like rain really hard here. And last night it was like, like rain, like the South, like when oh the gosh. South rains. Yeah. And I have never seen rain like that here. Um, so it was really, it's been really interesting, but yeah, I feel like I'm like kind of tired mm-hmm. and like, I'm trying to figure out this, like, I know the time change is coming. I hate the time change. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. It's in like two weeks. Oh, I hate that. When I know. Does that like, it gets dark at like 4 PM here. I know. And it's terrible. Oh. It's terrible. Yeah. So my body is like slowly like getting ready to hibernate for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been so nice here. I'm sorry that you're having to deal with the rain. That's all right. We we knew what we were signing up for when we moved here. Yeah, that's true. But we've had a long day. So I think this recording will help us um, wake up a little bit. But we've been attending Litmus Live virtual. By the time you're listening to this, it's been a while since that mm-hmm. happened. But um it's been really interesting. So uh, anyways, maybe we'll have some insights to share in another episode from what we learned from Litmus. Yeah, it's been really great so far. I feel like the sessions have been super um, engaging and interesting, and I've really enjoyed it, even though it's been a lot of information. Yeah, agreed. It's been one of the better virtual conferences I think I've been to. The yeah. scheduling is really nice. Like the yeah. sessions are just back to back, little breaks in between, but um very good. So yep, it's been great. Yeah. Well, um, today's episode, I think will be really good. It's kind of piggybacking on where we left off last season, uh, which was, you know, at that point we were talking about the Apple changes that were announced and the impact it would have on open rates. And now that we're recording this, the Apple update is out. Um, it hasn't been that adopted yet. Um, so we haven't seen any huge impact in open mm-hmm. rates. From what I've seen, monitoring ConvertKit's global open rates, it looks like they're up maybe 1% overall. Um, but we haven't seen any huge changes. I don't think we have any individual customers who have noticed like their open rates soaring. So mm-hmm. I think we're still in the really early stages of that. But from what I've heard, um, people are expecting higher adoption early next year. Yeah. Well, if you're like me and you never update your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might be a while for some of us. Yeah, I heard a good point at Litmus today that um, a lot of people will be getting Apple products for oh, Christmas yes. and they yep. probably now are going to come with that update on it. So yeah, that was there's a, really a good, good chance. Point. Yeah, after the holidays, we might see a bigger boost in opens. Um, so today's episode is all about creative strategies to increase engagement so that you're not just relying on those opens, which might not paint the full picture anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, you have some other data points to look at. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, so some benefits of driving engagement um, that are not open rate based 
is, you know, like what I just mentioned, now the open rates are less reliable, offering creative ways for your subscribers to interact with your email are gonna give you another data point so that you can see which subscribers are actively engaging with your messages. Do you care if I give my little uh, metaphor that I used yesterday? Oh, I love that. that I told you about? Go okay. ahead, yeah. So I feel like it's hard for a lot of senders right now to understand how we can even like move our focus away from open rates, um, which is totally understandable. I think that for a very long time, it's been like a very good metric for certain things like cleaning your list and figuring out how to focus on certain groups of you know, individuals within your list, like people who are opening. But I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know, I think it's kind of like if you were to go to the doctor or if you're talking to a friend, like the difference between a doctor and a friend, when you're talking to your friend and you say you have a headache, it's really easy for all of us to be like, oh, you have a headache. Oh, well, it could be because you're dehydrated or because you're um, stressed caffeine. or caffeine. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's all these things that, like you and I would talk to each other yeah. about and be like, oh, I don't know why you have a headache. But when you go to the doctor, they ask you other questions to help decide what other like symptoms you have that could correlate with the headache that would result in whatever diagnosis they want to give you. And so I feel like that's kind of how we can look at open rates. Like, I, th I think a lot of people are a little stressed, which is understandable, but they're not the be all end all. Just like a headache doesn't really uh, depict a an overall like picture of your health um, and like what could be going on with your body. So it's the same to me. It's a really good example of like how we need to pivot and look at other metrics in email to be able to understand like our audiences and how senders can reach and engage different parts of their audience without having to focus so heavily on open rates. Like there are other things that you can kind of piece together in order to get like this bigger picture. So anyways, I just thought that was like kind of helpful because we have to reframe how we think about it regardless of if we want to or not. Yeah, I love it. And I see that analogy play out perfectly on Twitter all the time where I'll see a tweet and someone says, oh my gosh, my open rates are typically 30% and now they're 15% today. All of a sudden, are my emails going to your spam folder if you're on my list? And I click on it and I look at all the replies and the replies are like, check your SPF DKIM DMARC. And then, you know, the first replies are like, what's that? They have no idea. Right. Um, yeah, people are throwing out like how I would be like, well, did you have coffee today? Do you have yeah. a caffeine headache? Do you, like, it's just a mess of people throwing out these things and then it stresses them out more. They're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what's SPF and DKIM? Because they're using right. a service like ConvertKit or MailChimp where they don't even think about that kind of thing. Right. And that poor person is going down a rabbit hole. Whereas if they're a ConvertKit customer, if they would have reached out to one of us, like mm -hmm. we either would have asked them the right questions to get there or we would have taken a look at their account and told them in one second what was happening. And that's right. what I did in this case. I noticed it was a ConvertKit customer, mm. tested it, and their message was being clipped in Gmail. So that's why they're open mm. tank. I could tell them yeah. that in two minutes, mm -hmm. and it was no stress on them. I let them know to make their email shorter next time. It's all good. Yep. But because they yeah. pitched it out into the, the world first, they heard the a million different. Yeah. Twitterverse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The things that people were saying, I was like, oh, no, no. I, a lot of people were like, what about spam words? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, just... like Web, it's like WebMD. Like, don't do yeah. it. Don't do yeah. it or you're going to think that you're on your deathbed. And you, no one needs that kind of stress in the world we have today. It's just not necessary. Yeah, exactly. So I think that is um, a very good analogy. And 
yeah, open rates going up or down don't tell you exactly what's happening. It's just, you know, you got to ask the experts or do some more digging to figure out what else is going on. Right. And now that we know what will potentially happen with the Apple update, we can start planning now. That was the other thing that um, I heard from Litmus was that, uh, or from the Litmus Live conference is that, you know, if we know what's going to happen, we don't need to sit around just like waiting for it to happen. Like senders have the option right now to start making changes before we see like the larger impact. Because like you said, Alyssa, if, you know, ConvertKit's overall open rate has only gone up 1%, it doesn't look like it's having a massive like instant impact that people were like super nervous about. So that's even better for a lot of senders. Like you have time to prepare and kind of get your ducks in a row to make sure that you have these other engagement metrics in place. Definitely. And another benefit of having something outside of opens for subscribers to do to interact with your message is that they're probably going to enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you all, but I was looking at an email in my inbox the other day. And once I got to the bottom, I saw that there was um, a reaction section, which we're going to talk a lot about in this episode. And it said, did you like this newsletter? And I think it had like a hard eye emoji, smiling emoji, Mm -hmm. and then just kind of like a a little smile or a flap, yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> face. Expressionless, yeah, exactly. That is my favorite emoji. <laughs> it's That's perfect. my favorite. That's my top used emoji. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, well, I like, as the reader, I was excited. I don't know. Yeah. It was just fun. I was like, ooh, I'm going to click this. It's just a good way to spice up your email and give your subscribers a chance to be more involved. So mm-hmm. I clicked that hard eye emoji because I was happy um, with the email. And it was fun to feel like I could give that little feedback and hopefully make the writer of the newsletter feel happy about that too. Right. I think I've mentioned this before. It also kind of brings a little bit of like that social media aspect that email doesn't necessarily have for good reason. Like, you know, we've always kind of said like social media and email is different for good reasons, but like it is nice to encourage people to kind of like do that same action that they do on these other platforms, like in your email, because it's like second nature to us. Like we like to like things. It's true. We like to be involved, to give our feedback. Yeah. And Another good reason to do this is that any kind of positive engagement is always good for your deliverability. Mm -hmm. So getting people to click more, um, potentially reply to your email more, but in general, just to have them have a better experience with your email where they are clicking on it and taking more action is always a good thing. So um, it doesn't hurt to have some more creative strategies that we are about to go into. Um, And then one other point that's good is you can potentially learn more about your subscribers which we'll Mm -hmm. talk more about, but that's always helpful and can help iterate your email strategy, what the content's going to be like based on how your subscribers are clicking and engaging in your message. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So the first thing and probably the main thing uh, we'll talk about, we do have like four different examples of ways that your subscribers can engage with your message that isn't an open, that can be fun and helpful to you too as a sender. So Mm -hmm. the first one that we're seeing um, around a lot more is to add a reaction to your email message. There's lots of ways to do this. I, in my own ConvertKit account, went and created a reaction um, at the bottom of my email just to test it out and see how that would work. Um, So if you do want to DIY it, it's not hard. I just at the bottom of my message kind of centered a header that said, did you enjoy this newsletter? And then I did a couple different versions, but I think my favorite was um, right under that. I put a heart 
emoji on a button. And I linked that button um, to a landing page that I also just mm. created right in my ConvertKit account. Super easy. Uh, when you opened it, it said, yay, you like the newsletter. And thanks for being a subscriber. Um, and then I added other places they could find me. So I linked to the podcast. I linked to Twitter. And I linked to Instagram. And then there is a sign-up form at the bottom. And I said, um, share with your friends, send them this link and they can sign up to the newsletter too. So obviously you can customize that to make it your own, but that is a really, really quick way to iterate a reaction feature, um, that looked really nice and, um, you know, acted the way that I wanted it to. But if you don't want to DIY, I also did some digging and found that spark loop, um, who we do have an integration with, but this is totally free and outside of the integration. Um, they have a free reactions tool that will help you add reactions to your email. Um, and it's really super, super easy to use. So um, if you're looking to add emoji reactions or whatever you want, you can totally customize it. It's really cool. Um, you can even customize that page that they're taken to. If you don't customize it, when someone clicks, it just says, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can add all sorts of things. You can add text there. You can add social media links. It's really awesome. So I think if you aren't in the mood to DIY, um, go to Sparkloop's website and you'll see it under the free tools section of their website. Yeah, that's so cool. I It's funny that this hasn't been a thing for like more people or for longer. Like yeah. it seems like an obvious thing that everybody would be using in their emails just to like, like you said, have a little bit more of like a personal touch for pe- where their subscribers can be involved. Um, so it's kind of, it's just interesting. I, that was what I was thinking the whole time you were talking about this was like, what? I haven't think I've even seen an email with that that I'm subscribed to. I'm starting to see more and more, but it definitely feels like it's happening mostly in the newsletter space, which I think Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. But I mean, I think you could totally make this your own however you want to. Even if you were Mm -hmm. sending like really promotional emails about like sales, whatever, you can add, was this helpful to you? You know, thumbs up, thumbs down Mm -hmm. and get a gauge. If a bunch of people are saying, I didn't care about this uh, promotion or it wasn't helpful, then maybe you need to tweak your strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, do you want me to dive into number two? I would love that. Okay. Well, I did not find this. This was all you. And this is actually a reader. Uh, oh, was it a reader? They submitted or, it to oh. us. Yeah. Oh. So they didn't include their first name when they emailed us. Um, so I, okay. I'm sorry. I can't give you a shout out. But thank you if you yeah. emailed us about what Melissa is going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So this... um. To so starting a fun segment in your email, like yes or BS, this example, oh, this is the example that was emailed to us by a listener. Um, the RP Daily Newsletter has a section called Yes or BS, where they ask a question related to the newsletter topics or current events, and readers vote yes or BS. It's engaging and fun. They share the results from yesterday's yes or BS in the current newsletter, and it's very interesting to see. This is a great concept that you can make your own. And I love that. I think, especially for so many different you know, niches. Like there are Mm -hmm. so many ways you could make this your own. You don't necessarily have to use yes or BS. Like I would love to be in a newsletter that did something like this. Yeah. So I actually signed up for the list after our listener sent it to us Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see more examples. And even if you aren't interested, I think most of their content is super like political, current events Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Even if that's not your forte, um, if you're an email lover or, you know, you're sending emails and you want some inspiration, it's a really great newsletter to sign up for. And we, I will link the um, sign up form in our show notes. 
Um, but it's so creative. So I'll explain the layout so that you all can um, get an idea. But they list out different headlines of articles that they're sharing in their newsletter. Again, usually about politics or world events. And there's two people. So imagine it's like me and Melissa that write the newsletter. And they have their little faces as an image. And on each side of the headline, it says yes or BS. And depending on how they feel about the headline, they, their little head emoji is under either yes or BS, which is fun. So That's you kind cute. of read yeah. through the news and you see how they feel about it. And then there's a section where you get to vote on mm-hmm. something. Um, so I think the first one I saw when the listener submitted it was something like the Olympics this year were lame or, you know, not very good. And there was a yes or BS and you can vote. And then the next day, the poll results will be um, there for you to see, which is just really fun. Makes you feel like you're a part of the Mm -hmm. community of readers and helps you be involved. Um, So I think that is brilliant. And like you said, it can totally be tweaked to anyone. It doesn't have to be yes or BS. It can Mm be hot or not. We had a litmus talk we loved by Lauren Meyer, and it was like hot or not deliverability edition. Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean, there's just so many things you yeah. can do. Yes or no, true or false. But mm-hmm. having people vote on fun things, um, mm-hmm. I think your readers will really love it. Well, and I'm a sucker for like seeing results. Like I just <laughs> yeah. like, I, like I want that instant gratification. So them waiting to put it into the next newsletter is like, for people like me, is a surefire way to get someone to check back in the next day and open the next email. Um, yeah which I know we're not focusing on opens, but like even just engagement. Well, still, wise, they got to yeah, open like, it in order to engage. So Exactly. So I would be all about that, like just wanting to know the results. That's why I hate Instagram polls because there's no way, because yes. like sometimes they're not something I, like I don't have, it's like something about kids. It's like, do your kids like vegetables? And I'll be like, yes or no. And I'm like, I don't have kids, but I want to know what the results are. Yeah, there <laughs> needs so to be like, show results button. Yeah, there should be show yeah. results. And so then you then you either have to falsely vote, which you know a bunch of people are probably doing. Uh, exactly. It's probably not even accurate. Anyways, I could go down that. <laughs> but anyway, so it's like, I love this idea because I want to know and be involved. Yeah, it's so cool. So if you're listening, I would highly suggest at least just think like, what mm-hmm. could I do that's similar to that, that could work well uh, with me. And you can have your regular newsletter content at the top, but maybe at the bottom of every email, you have some fun vote. It's always fun to make it about like whatever's happening in the world right now. Like I know there are always like those cute coffee shops where you go to their tip jar. Yeah, the tip jar. There's always something relevant. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Skiing or snowboarding. Yes. That's what I see here. Okay. (laughs) Anything like that. But, um, yeah, that's so fun. And it really does help if it's something that's going on right now. Everyone's talking about it. I guess uh, Squid Game, maybe mm. uh, as I'm as we're recording this, that's still kind of in. So yeah. um, something related to that or I don't even know. But uh, yeah, I love this idea and I want someone to start doing it. So if you're yeah. listening, I hope you do something like this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, well, similarly to the above, you can always poll your readers or survey them, however you want to say it. Um, and there are so many ways to do this. I think one way to start is think about what your goals are. What do you want to learn from your subscribers? Um, but also don't make it all about you. Make sure it's mm-hmm. fun and um, beneficial for your subscribers as well. So um, I think subscribers, a lot of subscribers like to tell you information about them when they know it's going to help. Like mm-hmm. if it's going to inform what you send them in the future, that's always great. Or if it's really fun. So kind of like the yes or BS, if it's a fun poll, 
that's probably going to get a lot of um, mm-hmm. engagement. Or if it's like a preferences poll where it's catered to them and it's like, what kind of content do you want to receive around the holidays? Home, cooking, whatever, you know. People love to say what they like. Yes. Which is why we have a like button on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> because we all like to say what we like. So I feel like yeah. polls, polling also reminds me like, I, I don't know, I think it was back when I had like a Yahoo email address and I would go to Yahoo and they always had polls on there. Mm, that's fun. Um, yeah, it was just like on their page. It wasn't an email, but it was just, it's fun. Like, I don't know why that's so, and maybe it's specific people like me who just really <laughs> get a kick out of doing a poll, but um. I don't know. Yeah, I just think they're really fun and they're a good way to like there might even be things that you could pull on that you don't even realize could be such a huge impact to the direction of your newsletter or your emails. Like, I just think that there's a lot of information there that's oftentimes not, you know, thought up yet or you just wouldn't know that there's like a large section of your audience that thinks this way. So it's really cool to be able to like find those things out and sort of you know, bring together this like little community within your audience even more. A good example might be like, I know a lot of people who have newsletters right now are wondering, should I start a podcast also? Mm -hmm. Or should I make a paid newsletter? Maybe you ask your audience that. Um, And if they're enjoying your newsletter, like they're going to be interested to give their input. They, if they love podcasts, they're gonna be like, please start a podcast. I need to listen to it. Um, But if they're not a big podcast listener and they'd rather have more exclusive content, they'll probably say paid newsletter. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I agree. I think asking questions is always good. And most people will probably be excited that you're asking them a question. And they can either be fun or they can be more practical. Right. So this is going in a little bit of a different direction, but still, I think a really cool way to get engagement. And it's an integration called ReplyVid. Um, I know this integrates with ConvertKit. I think they're working on other ESPs, but I'm not sure. but it's amazing. It's so cool. If you go to replyvid.com, you can check it out. We're not like getting paid to say this or anything. I just think it's so cool. Um, So let me try and explain well what it does. It's a really easy builder where you build um, kind of like a little widget that you'll put in your message and it looks beautiful. And you essentially kind of have a question or a prompt and you can include a video of yourself And there's a button under your video that says like reply. Um, So if someone either clicks on the video of you or the reply button, it opens up to a new page where they can record themselves talking to you. Um, It can be either video and audio or just audio. But I think this is so cool. And then once they hit submit, it goes onto your reply vid dashboard and you can Mm -hmm. watch their responses. But how cool of a way to get to actually see the faces of the people you're emailing and get to know them and hear their thoughts, especially like as a podcaster. Like, gosh, it'd be Mm -hmm. so amazing if we could email our listeners and say like, hey, send us in your questions about deliverability, you know, video of me and you saying that. And then people respond with their videos and we can play the audio over the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a really, really neat tool. Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, there's not even anything like that on, I mean, really any social media platform because everything is like account holder facing. So like whoever owns the account and is the person who's talking, it goes out to everyone, but there's not really a way to get replies like that back. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, um, which is why we love email so much because it can do so many different things. Yeah, it's, I love that you said that. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it's not like you could 
ask for video replies on any other platform. So mm-hmm. it is so cool and just a fun kind of like relationship building thing mm-hmm. that you can do. And actually seeing your readers, I think would be mm-hmm. amazing. So again, if you're Super interested cool. in that, yeah, it was replyvid.com. The team who built it, I just have message with them on Twitter and they seem awesome and really sweet. So cool. go check that out. Love that. This last one is the one I definitely need to talk through because it was an elitist. Talk this is and it's the best crazy. thing. <laughs> I think it's so funny, and I you have to talk about it, and then I okay. do have like okay. a tidbit to add. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. so in the very last litmus talk I was in today, the <laughs> presenter was talking about <laughs> surveys, but a really random tidbit he talked about. I was like, "Whoa, I've never heard of anything like this," and it's a little creative, and it's you so know, maybe funny. not for you, but who knows? So he. Uh, his name is Chris Vasquez. He said he created a pet that is at the bottom of his email. It's just like an <laughs> image. It was actually like an image of a little dinosaur. It was really cute. So it's at the bottom of every email. And then next to the image of the pet, there are like buttons that are um, or images that are like food items or clothing items. And you click on them to feed the pet or to give it some <laughs> clothes. Um, and so <laughs> it's like a fun thing for his newsletter readers to do every day. They feed the pet at the bottom that of the email. That is hilarious. Yeah. He had implemented it in a really fancy way that yeah. I personally wouldn't have been able to do. But any you know email sender can implement it in a non-fancy way of just, you know, putting a little animal at the bottom of your Mm -hmm. message. However, it can be animated, whatever, like just an image and then adding more images that are clickable, just making it fun. Maybe when someone clicks on it, it goes to a blank page that's like, you fed the pet. Good job. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, But his, I'm pretty sure would actually like change the way the pet looked the next day. Like chomp sunglasses. Oh, Okay. I don't think it moved, but like the next day, if you say that's in my mind, that's the day before it would. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It was really cute. So I feel like it reminds me of like, if you're in a certain generation, uh, then you maybe had those pets. What were those called? That you oh, like Tamagotchi? Did I yeah, Tamagotchi. <laughs> Tamagotchi. <laughs> and that you would like feed and take care yes. of and like, yeah. So maybe it's there's so just fun. like a certain generation of, of some of us that can appreciate feeding a pet. And <laughs> yeah, for some reason, we just enjoy yeah, that for, kind of thing. So for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you can totally make that concept your own. Have a little mm-hmm. email character. What do they call those things? Mascot. Have your own yeah. little mascot yeah. at the bottom of your email and make it cute be like feed the email mascot by clicking yeah. this cookie and people will probably click it <laughs> remember the um the if you've been listening to every single episode which if you have listened to every single episode oh i gosh. Get, commend you and yeah i give you a gold star um <laughs> but i've talked i talked about the empress of dirt i'm still subscribed to them oh my yeah. favorite yeah. The, the one where i was like this is the most perfect example of a perfect sender i've ever seen in my entire life i still think yeah. that i still stand by that wow. uh, they are incredible but they could do one with like a flower pot and you could be like give like water, yes, water sunshine oh <gasps> i can't that's amazing wow well, the ideas just really so start cute. to flow on this podcast yeah. I think it helps that we've been in a conference all day where people are like, they have self-proclaimed said they are email geeks or geeks. whatever. And everyone's yeah. been really excited about email today. Mm-hmm. So we're extra excited about email, but it is fun to think outside the box of what's possible. Like 
And you can do these things in such Mm -hmm. a non-complicated way, Mm -hmm. but just add a little bit of fun and give your subscribers some joy and fun in their day. They're in their inbox, probably reading a lot of not so fun Mm -hmm. emails. So to see one that has a little pet at the bottom would like (laughs) make me so happy. There was a really interesting, like without going down too much of a tangent, there was a really interesting marketing session that we listened to and I loved the presenter. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But she was so awesome and just basically talking about relationship building and how marketers these days, um, and this could be like not necessarily a marketer for like a large company or anything, but just Mm -hmm. send. I I consider, you know, senders, if you have a small business and you're doing everything on your own, you're still a marketer in some. And creators are marketers. Right. Creators are marketers. So, but she was just saying how marketers these days really, really focus on any metric that gives them data points back. And we can't necessarily get data around relationship building with subscribers. And like, I think if I could take anything from the entire litmus live, you know, conference, it would be that there's still this level of like human interaction. And we talk about it all the time with email and how personal it is to give your email address to someone and trust them with that information and the information you're getting from them. And there's still like in this day and age, we're all so focused on clicks and likes and and that's what this whole, you know, a podcast episode is about. But in order to get those things from your subscribers, you have to build a relationship with them. And, and all of her information was just kind of around like, you're not always going to have a perfect metric on like what you need to do in order to get that back. But like these sorts of things, in my opinion, are like great ways to build a relationship without feeling like you're asking for something difficult back, I guess, if that makes sense. And I think these tactics we talked about, you're not just getting a click to get a click. Just like Mm -hmm. that's not your end goal, hopefully. It's uh, ways for your subscribers to feel involved, to have more affinity for your brand um, Mm -hmm. and to like feel closer to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a byproduct of that is, yeah, you'll get a click and yeah, that's good for deliverability and all that. But the goal should be more of, I want my subscribers to have an amazing experience with my newsletter. So they stay on my list and they stay engaged and they're happy. And maybe they purchase something from me, things like that. Right. Yeah. So her whole mindset was like, don't focus on the end goal or like the things that are giving you data, like at every point, Mm -hmm. like think about how you can make people feel involved in exactly like what you said. Like, how can you create those relationships that might not be measurable in the moment, but like maybe they'll give you a click or maybe they'll purchase something from you. And I mean, we've kind of said that before on other episodes, but I feel like in this particular case, it's like let go of the expectation that you're going to get something, whether it's a click or a purchase. And like, think about, think about how you can incorporate that relationship building with your subscribers in a creative way, because that's more fun anyways. Like focusing on the click part of it isn't fun. I mean, for most people, Mm -hmm. I think the fun part is being able to be creative, which is why a lot of people even start an email list in the first place. So yeah, when people are hyper focused on their open rate and their click rate and just driving that up, that's when you see the terrible subject lines Mm -hmm. like urgent your account balance or something. And it's from like a shoe company. And you're like, why would they do this? It's because literally all they care about is you opening that message because they're reporting on it and they want to see that number Mm -hmm. go up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like clickbait. And obviously as a reader, you know, like that's a terrible experience. I'm not going to buy anything from you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just shows that the person who sent that sort of message has the wrong focus. They're focused on 
the metrics alone. Um, right. like the talk we saw today was talking about focus on your customer, focus on your reader, yep. your subscriber, that was make a great them example. happy, and then all your stuff will fall into Follow. place. Follow. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wow. What a good way to wrap it up, I think. That was great. Fun. Well, if you implement any of these ideas we've talked about, I would love to see it. Um, feel free to send us some screenshots or examples, or um, if you want to send us your signup form to your email yeah. list, we'd love to sign up and maybe we can mention it on a future episode too. So that'd be awesome. Um, if you go to convertkit.com slash deliverability, there's a contact form there and you can write to us. We'd love to hear from you and see what creative things you come up with. If anyone creates an email pet, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to see it. Yeah. That, if someone does that, I don't even know. I will be so happy. So please, please send us that uh, yes. sign up form or something if you do that. I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.